You were living your life, climbing the ladder and carving out a career for yourself. You had big plans and big ideas. And then you had a baby and everything changed. Just like that. All of it came to a screeching halt. Maybe you kept working or maybe you stayed home. Either way, your world suddenly became very small. And though you were never alone, you were always lonely. You silently asked yourself, where did I go? Who is that tired looking woman staring back at me in the mirror? Until you remembered something very important. You aren't just a mother. You are a mother plus artist, a mother plus entrepreneur, a mother plus musician, a mother plus yogi. You can have an identity outside of motherhood. My name is Stacy Hudson. I'm a mother to two under four plus writer, certified health coach, aspiring entrepreneur, and athlete. My name is Stephanie Springer. I'm a mother to 10 and 15 year old girls, plus writer, music therapist, producer, singer, and teacher. Here, we will interview mom bosses, entrepreneurs, artists, athletes, and passionate hobbyists and talk about how to find the thing that lights you up again. You're in there. We know it. You just have to find her again. Welcome Welcome to to the the Mother Mother Plus Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Mother Plus Podcast. Today is a solo episode with me, Stacey Hudson, and today we are going to be talking about birthdays. Not only because my birthday is in a couple of days after this episode airs, but also because I want to talk about birthdays for moms as a bigger picture. We're going to review how do birthdays look when you become a mom? How do we deal with birthday depression or anxiety? How can we change our perspective on birthdays and make it more about celebrating ourselves? And how can we stop waiting for our birthday to celebrate ourselves? So let's start with a little background. I have always been pretty big on birthdays. I want you to picture seven-year-old Stacy, literally giddy with excitement on her birthday. She's got a birthday tiara. There are birthday decorations all throughout the house, a homemade birthday cake in the fridge, and 10 girls on their way to her house for the ultimate birthday party sleepover. We had games, talent shows, trips to the mall, scripted plays and performances, and epic dance parties. This went on from about seven years old to 16 years old. Shout out to some of my childhood friends who know what I'm talking about when I say ultimate birthday sleepovers. Megan, Sarah, Lisa, Carrie, Vanessa, Amy. Does anybody remember the mummy races or the suitcase races? Oh, and there were prizes or the men in black dance routine. Anyway, I digress. Now, I realize that this was not everybody's experience. I am an only child, and maybe my parents spoiled me more than the average kid, but you get the idea. I think we can generally agree that when you're a kid, you are typically appreciated and celebrated on your birthday. You get a party, there are decorations at the very least, there's a cake, a present, At school, maybe you'll get a birthday crown and everybody sings happy birthday to you. When you're single and in your 20s, birthdays are all about having a good time. Somebody may throw a surprise party or maybe you go out with your girls or maybe your boyfriend spoils you with dinner and flowers and gifts. Or maybe you even jump on a plane and take a trip with your besties. Then you become a mom, a job where you do more for others than ever a job where appreciation is constantly at a deficit. 
and your birthday arrives. You wake up, ready for the festivities to begin, and it's a big, fat disappointment. Often, at least in my experience, your life still looks pretty similar to the way it looks any other day. I'm still wiping butts, doing laundry, washing dishes, making dinner sometimes, and overall not feeling like the day is special in any way. In fact, it feels worse than the average day because you expect it to feel special. Psych Central talks about birthday depression or birthday blues as a relatively common thing. They cite things like fear of getting older, pressure to love your birthday, post-trauma, and high expectations as signs of someone who struggles with their birth anniversary. Note, this is not a formal diagnosis, but more of a phenomenon that people struggle with more than you may think. For me, it was really depressing in the first few years of motherhood because it didn't look anything like it did in the past. I woke up with very high expectations for the day. I wanted text messages, phone calls, gifts, surprises. And if other people didn't meet those needs, I felt unloved and forgotten. I think since becoming a mom, I was expecting my husband to take the reins on making the day super special for me. But I have come to realize that he is just not that guy. He is much more of a spontaneous person. He will come home with a necklace for me for no reason. He'll buy concert tickets or decide on something at the last minute. But he's not very big on calculated birthday celebrations. And remembering gifts and cards and decorations are definitely not his thing. So about two years ago, I realized how important it was for me to decide what my birthday was going to look like. I asked myself, what was I getting so upset about? Why was I so disappointed in a day that used to bring me so much joy? The answer was that I didn't feel celebrated. I felt like I kill myself all year round cooking and cleaning and raising these tiny humans. And the one day of the year, that's my day. They should be throwing me a freaking party. But that's not the case. And it didn't have to be. The solution was actually very easy. I needed to be the one to celebrate myself. This was not about my husband or my children who, you know, are toddlers. So I shouldn't expect much of them anyway. (laughs) or my childhood birthday standards. It was about me. I actually had full control over what my day could look like and how I would feel on November 2nd. This year, I asked myself two questions. What do I really want, but don't ask for? And two, what lights me up and really makes me feel like me again? The answers were alone time and really good food, and a stage. And so, my perfect birthday plan was born. I will start my day at my favorite place to eat and drink in all of Denver. It's called Nurture, a well-care marketplace. It is this super indulgent place for health nuts and spiritual junkies. And if you know me, in my previous life, I was a really big foodie, paleo food blogger, personal chef, food And good food at that, health food, nutrient-dense food, is my jam. They have things like stress support, lattes, cold-pressed juices, bone broth, really nourishing gluten-free dishes. And of course, 
all of these alternative healthcare providers that practice things like Reiki and astrology and tarot card reading, Ayurveda, mindfulness-based psychotherapy, and holistic spa treatments. I will order a superfood steamer, take a seat at a window table with my laptop, and write out a plan for a new idea I have for the podcast that I just can't stop thinking about. When I get hungry, I will order an organic bison burger and a cup of bone broth for lunch. And while I am waiting, I will peruse their general store for crystals and maybe a necklace. Now for that stage part. I've always been a bit of a performer, whether it was the karaoke stage or my best friend's living room floor, I like to put on a show. A few months ago, I took a voice lesson from Stephanie Springer, my beautiful, talented co-host of this show. And I discovered that learning to use my voice was an incredible high like I have never experienced. So I figured my birthday was the perfect time to return to this new intoxicating practice. I'm telling you, hitting a strong note actually makes me feel dizzy, but energized in the best way possible. I can't explain it. It's amazing. I will end my day picking up my beautiful daughters from school. And I will go home knowing I gave myself everything that day, not expecting anything from anybody else. There you go. There you have it. That is my birthday plan and ultimately my perfect day. And that day that I just described is better than anything anybody could have planned for me because only I know what I truly need and let's be honest, truly want Now, I promised you that this episode is not just about my birthday. It's about all of our birthdays. This is for the moms who constantly put others over themselves, the moms who never ask for what they really need and definitely don't ask for what they really want. Our birthdays are a time to celebrate how amazing we are and all of the things that we do for others every day. It's time to pour all of that freaking energy into yourself. So to end this podcast, I want to set you up with a list of ideas for how you can celebrate yourself this year. I asked our listeners, I asked my friends, and I asked previous guests on this show what they have done in honor of their birthdays. Here is what I've got. I just got home from my 46th birthday. I went to Spain for 21 days with another friend who's also having a large birthday celebration. I say dream big for your birthdays. Have an ocean barbecue, go to a show, go for a nice hike. That is from Sarah Lane. Beautiful. For my 30th birthday, I had a girls only sleepover party and everyone had to come in their pajamas. I love it, Carol Shaw. That is awesome, especially the 12-year-old in me loves that. After a particularly rough experience with birthday disappointment, Stacy Ann followed the day after her birthday with a trip to the beach. She made a pit stop for coffee on the way there where she tried to pay for the person behind her, but the person in front of her had already paid her bill. She now goes out of her way to make her birthdays a day of random acts of kindness, which has totally changed her perspective on her own birthday. I keep it simple but special. I hype myself up all birthday month long. I'm into food, so I'll treat myself to special foods all month long and claim it's for my birthday. I'll try to make more plans with friends during my birthday month and call it a birthday gathering. 
on my actual birthday, I like my husband and kids to make me my requested birthday meal, usually homemade mac and cheese and my favorite hot dogs, served on our special birthday plate, and then decorate a homemade box cake for me. Bonus points if they make me signs to hang around the house celebrating my birthday. That is from Allison St. Aubum, and I freaking love it because it's actually so simple, but really elaborate at the same time, and she's not afraid to ask her family to celebrate her. Lucy Hutchings rented snowmobiles one year and went on an amazing drive and stayed in an awesome hotel with her husband. Megan Saperito says that she likes making her birthdays feel like a personal growth opportunity. She has written encouraging notes and gone to a bookstore to read and leave the notes in the books that she loves. Alina Preck says that she doesn't advertise it's her birthday. She just asked her friends to go out with her to dinner. And it's kind of like this secret celebration that she gets to be with her friends on her birthday. Maggie Joseph says that she does a quick weekend getaway trip with her husband. No kids. And they try to make that an annual thing. Katie Callahan tries to do some form of self-care. Last year, she went to a salt cave, and this year she's going to a gong bath with her sister. Melissa Bachnight, who was a previous guest on the show, episode 11, Why Following Your Passion Isn't Woo-Woo, said that she went to Portugal for her 40th. You've got to celebrate yourself in a big way on a regular basis, she says. And our last one is from Suzanne Barchers from episode 20, Motherhood in the 80s, how these two moms bonded together to pursue their career. It's a great episode and I highly recommend it. And this is a perfect way to end this list of ideas for what to do on your birthday. Just before my 70th birthday, I was seeing my new Colorado doctor for the second time since moving here. I was not convinced I liked her, but she asked me what my family was doing for my 70th. I told her probably nothing. I didn't share that when married and the kids were teens that they forgot it twice. She launched into a 10-minute lecture on how important these milestones are. You are in great health. They should celebrate now. She implied to party now, not at a funeral. I shared her comments and got a nice party from my family and decided I adored my new doctor. Thank you for that, Suzanne. I think we all needed to hear that. Few things that kept coming up time after time for multiple listeners was breakfast in bed from their husband and kids, read a book at a coffee shop, don't cook, don't clean, don't do laundry, overall, no mom duties, read or journal, get a massage, dinner out with a family, dinner without the family, going to Target alone, and taking the day off work. Now, this brings me to my last point. Why is it that it takes our birthdays to go to Target alone or to go to a coffee shop alone or to read a book or get a massage? Why do we have to wait for our birthdays for this to happen? Can I suggest that we all make this a more regular thing where we celebrate ourselves? I don't know, quarterly, maybe even monthly. One of the best people I can recommend you follow for celebrating and honoring yourself as a mother and somebody who deserves more than last priority is Ali Casaza. She has a podcast called The Purpose Show and some of the best online courses that I've ever taken. She's not a sponsor. I'm not getting paid in any way to say this, but 
I felt like she was a really good resource to lend you for somebody who has taught me to celebrate myself after motherhood and do so on a regular basis. Here are a few of the best ways I have learned from her as well as myself over the years to take really good care of myself all year long. Number one is bring energy into the monotony of daily life with sacred rituals. And by that, I mean... Instead of just making yourself a cup of tea, you make yourself a cup of tea over good music and you really take the time to sip it and enjoy it and notice things around you while you're drinking it. Uh, Instead of just putting on face cream at the end of the night because it's what you have to do, it's really enjoying the process and feeling your skin and appreciating your body and looking at yourself in the mirror and the eye. It's kind of overall just slowing down. And instead of speeding through life and getting things done, it's enjoying the little bits of our day that are really for us and not for others. The second thing is ask yourself, how can I make more time for myself in my day-to-day life, even when my kids are still in diapers. A lot of answers I got from the mothers had to do with alone time, as if that's something that only happens on your birthday. I have to ask us all, including myself, how could we make this happen more often? I know it's a little easier for me to say now that my youngest is two and a half versus, say, six months old, but I have learned that it is possible that there's the obvious nap time and bedtime windows, but one of the best ideas I've learned from this show is not to be afraid to reach out and ask others for help. That could mean a neighbor or a friend who has kids that's willing to watch yours so that you can have your time and then you trade with her and watch hers so she can have hers or hiring a nanny for one day a week. That's what I did with my youngest was one and it was seriously life-changing. Every Thursday, I just got to take this big exhale and be alone. It was seriously, it was literally everything to, to me during that stage of motherhood. And lastly is putting yourself first again. I know there was a time in all of our lives where we were able to put ourselves first and be totally selfish because we didn't have children. We weren't responsible to anybody. And that is not the case anymore. And I get that. And I agree with that. We still have to prioritize them in a lot of ways. However, I feel like there's a fine line between caring for your child, loving your child, and absolutely forgetting that you're a person and you have needs and wants. For me, that looked like no longer listening to my own music. I only listened to, you know, PJ Masks or Doc McStuffin soundtrack and it drove me freaking nuts. And I stopped going on dates with my husband. I stopped doing the things that I love. I stopped seeing the people that I loved. I stopped creating this is the thing that I struggle with more than anything else because my natural inclination is to put my kids first because I love them and I want them to be confident, fulfilled human beings. And it's really hard to not give them my everything. Here's a good example of how I stopped recognizing myself as an individual, only as like this extension of my children or somebody who's solely meant to serve them, and then corrected myself. Every night, we do something called favorite things. We go around the table and everybody says, my favorite thing today was going to the park. 
My favorite thing today was eating ice cream, blah, blah, blah. Um, every time I would, it would get to my turn, I would always give an example that had to do with the girls. My favorite thing was reading a book on the couch with you guys. My favorite thing was playing hide and seek. And one day I realized that I needed to say what my real favorite thing was. And I think I said my favorite thing was doing an interview for my podcast. And admittedly, the girls were not nearly as interested in my answer. But the point was to show myself that my favorite things don't always revolve around them. And honestly, to show them too, that I'm a person outside of being mommy. So uh, that ends my list. But I wanted to say that I actually reached out to Allie through Instagram and she responded to me. I asked her what she thinks is a great idea for a mom, especially an overwhelmed mom to do on their birthday. And her answer was to book yourself a night in a really nice resort, even if it's just a few miles from your house. It's one of the most indulgent ways you can spend your birthday. Get a massage, float in the pool, get a mimosa or margarita, indulge in absolute relaxation. Though I haven't done a resort, I have done a hotel, and I have spoken about it in a previous episode, a pretty recent episode, episode 35, Remembering Her. It was the most self-healing, indulgent experience that I have had since becoming a mom. Me getting out of town, going to a hotel for a couple nights without my children, without my husband, just having some alone time. I know that Laura Guska, another guest from this show, episode 13, would agree. She told us all about how she took a vacation by herself at a resort and what it did for her mental health. And guess what? It wasn't even her birthday. So I would like to end this episode with a call to action. Please, please take this in. Giving ourselves time and space and pleasure is not just for our birthdays, but it can be for our Tuesday or our Wednesday or our Saturday. Don't be afraid to ask for what you want. Ask yourself, how can I celebrate me more? And take the pressure off of others celebrating us or telling us we're doing a good job or buying us nice things. That's a trap that I fall in all the time because my love language is definitely words of affirmation and gifts. So I'm constantly hoping other people are going to do that for me. And especially with young children, they're not going to do that for you. So it's all nice, of course, when you can receive that stuff. But if you take the responsibility off of other people to make you happy and start putting it back on yourself, you're going to be so much happier because you have full control over your happiness. So let's use our birthdays as a good trial day for how can I celebrate me today? Ask yourselves the same questions I did. What do I really want but don't ask for? What lights me up and really makes me feel like me? What makes me feel most alive? What will bring me joy, relaxation, peace? Ask yourself these questions and you will get the perfect birthday or maybe just the perfect me day. Thank you so much for listening. Please, please DM me, email me at hello at motherplusser.com or tag me on our post for this episode on Instagram and tell me, what are you doing to celebrate yourself, whether it's your birthday or not? Can't wait to hear all about it. Bye for now and happy birthday to me. Thank you so much for listening. 
Steph and I do this podcast because we love it. Everything about the process, the interviews, sharing it with you, it all fills us up. We don't have sponsors or ads or products. We make zero money from doing this podcast. You know what makes it all worth it? You wonderful people telling us that it's doing something for you. Like Sarah, who after one episode was motivated to sign up for a sketch comedy class. Or Cece, who was inspired to break out her clay from her art closet and spend 30 minutes creating again. We love that you text and DM and call us. But if you could put those same thoughts into reviews, it changes everything for the Mother Plus podcast. The more you review our show, the more other people find us, the more other moms discover the message and get filled up and lit up and excited about the fact that they are more than mothers. And the more we can all feel lit up with you and filled up together. I know this sounds super cheesy, but it's true. And it means everything to us when you review and it really grows our podcast. So please, please, please leave a review. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening.